Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. So great to be with you again. It's nice when I say happy Friday, no? Happy Friday. Beautiful day here in the neighborhood. It's like 50 degrees by us. I want to dedicate this to um, to Zecher Nishmas, to remember the soul of Dr. Irving Butterman, a distinguished, long-standing OBGYN at Lenox Hill Hospital in Manhattan, who died in March from COVID. Um, his name was Yisrael Zeb Ben Brindel. Thank you for this sponsor of this. And may the soul of this incredible man uh, be elevated in uh, everything that he does, did, and what we're doing today. You know, we've been getting a ton of great questions here about this idea of honor. And I want to address them. God's help. Hopefully God will put the right words in. And they're so good, honestly, that I, I think they're worth just even delving into, just doing 77 degrees, just doing one, just doing them like rapid fire doesn't really work. So we're going to try to hit them as we go on, because each of these questions that I got, one from Richard, one from Terry, from others, um, really just are their doorways to the application of honor in our lives. But there was one message that I got that really like knocked me over. I got a message from a wonderful woman and I'm going to paraphrase, but it just, it threw me. And she told me a story of, of just growing up in a home in which her, her siblings in particular, her sister was always sort of, front and center and she never could possibly catch up in the eyes of her father and she was constantly doing incredible things but it was never enough and it reached an apex where she got involved in a certain uh, activity i'm trying to i'm trying to hide a little bit and i don't want anyone and not that anyone would ever know what this is but you know i want to try to hide the details just to get to the point so as a young girl, she got involved with a certain activity that she felt would really bring the honor, if you will, that she was so deserved, would get people to pay attention to her, to appreciate her, to see her for her greatness. And it didn't from her father's perspective. And as she was working on this production, one of her teachers made a comment to her. I want to just read this just to you because I want you to see this. This is so powerful. At the end of it, as it got to the end, she was just, she had to go. Her sister got engaged and she went back and forth. And as I guess she was going back and forth, maybe she was setting up the stage and doing what she was doing. And on the day before the production, one of the teachers who walk, worked alongside us, her father, I guess, was a wealthy man, asked about the status of the stage. And then she said, listen to this. We chose you because of your father, so he can help. Listen to what she says to me last night. Listen to these words. Can you imagine telling a kid that way? I didn't choose you because of you. I chose you because I wanted to get to your dad. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I have a chills as I'm reading this. 
This is what she writes to me. I single-handedly produced half the production that moment she took the air out of my lungs. The classmate who was there with me was so shocked. If it was indeed the reason, if it was indeed the reason, did she have to say it? And obviously my abilities were either not unknown or unacknowledged. I'm 20 plus years out of high school. And when I remember this incident, I still cry. Imagine 20 years out of high school. We're speaking about the power of honor to unlock someone's soul. Guess what? The same power can also close somebody up. The same power of our mouth could destroy people. We've all been there. We've all been there. We all know there are people out there, whether that comes our way or to the person next to us, whether it comes when we're young or we're older. We all know that with a couple of words, you can destroy somebody. You can take somebody who's got big eyes, that hopes for the future and dim them. How many times do young, not necessarily young in age, young in heart, people come to other people for advice only to be to have it thrown in their face because the person that they're speaking to either gave up on life that she hit too many failures or doesn't have the time to actually pause and see the person within Richard asked a great question about what do you do with consequences and I want to unpack Richard's question throughout the week it was great because sometimes you're in a position of discipline. Sometimes you're at the front of a classroom and you've got kids screaming and doing what they're doing. Sometimes you have to discipline a child. Sometimes you're super busy yourself and it's hard to maintain and manage the needs of your own family. Sometimes you've got people that work for you that aren't performing. Sometimes you're in a situation where you don't need the people in front of you. So you're not as careful. Sometimes you're just worried about yourself and you're overwhelmed and there's stuff going on and you're exhausted and you don't got to always think about somebody else. And in those moments, people say things that they don't appreciate can really hurt somebody. Can really hurt somebody. That's awesome. For those of you who are live on Zoom, Rob just posted, if she can overcome that, she can overcome anything. That is what we're doing this. I just want to explain to you why that meant so much to me. We're her family. Rob's sitting in Florida. He can't even handle the fact that she's in pain. So he posts that to give her encouragement. That's right. That's what we do for each other. We encourage each other. You unlock someone's soul or you can close someone's soul with your words. When I mean that your eyes and your mouth are the most powerful instruments, I mean that, but I don't mean them only for the good. They're also very powerful for the not good. They also can hurt people, really hurt people. She's not the only one that's holding something for 20 years. She's not the only one out there who have parents that are very busy and seem to 
inclined towards one kid over another. She's not the only one out there who seems to have production or people or teachers that say things to students thinking like they're just letting off frustration and then leave students, they leave carcasses in their mists. We have to appreciate this. God infused us with incredible power that we're going to use for the good or we can, God forbid, use for the, for the not good. And we can say things to people that may not be a big deal to us, but may be a big deal to other people. Recently, I was somewhere, I was in one of the companies that I'm involved in. And somebody got up and made a presentation to a group. And in the conference room that I was sitting in, there was a senior member of the executive team. And he had some choice words for the person. Now, I'm not saying that we have to walk on pins and needles. And I'm a big fan of a little bit of honesty and authenticity. But the guy went a little far. He destroyed the kid. He destroyed the kid. And part of it was true. And part of it, I think, was just a lack of appreciation as to who you are. Yeah. You realize that. There are a lot of kids holding on. The, You're never going to be anything. There's a lot of kids holding on to the, you're not going to amount to. There's a lot of people holding on to stuff that they hear from people that didn't even mean it. For every teacher that changes a kid's life because he sees or she sees something in him. For every teacher that has students out there that have become big and they don't even know I'll tell you an amazing story. I'll tell you an amazing story. One of the companies that I work with has a superstar CEO. Superstar. The guy's awesome. He was failing at a school. He told me this last week. He was failing at a school. He couldn't get into a high school. He couldn't get anything. He was in 10th grade when one teacher said, stay after class. And you know what that means. He stays after class and the teacher goes, you know, I've been watching you for the whole semester. He goes, you're a really good kid and you're a really smart kid. Something's not making sense. Listen to the story. Take this test. So he gives him a test. He gives it back to him. The guy goes, yeah, you're dyslexic. Nobody diagnosed it in 10th grade. He just thinks he's stupid. He goes, you're dyslexic. I'm going to teach you how to speed read because if you speed read, you'll, you'll read by word and not by letter and that'll help you. This 10th grade teacher, he got paid for it. He just believed in this kid so much and he told them that. And he worked on him to help him speed read. Well, this CEO is in his office next last week telling me the story. Once he picked up speed reading, he did not get under a 97 for the rest of his high school career. 
he was the first kid in his entire high school to go to an Ivy League school for college. He left, he worked somewhere, he started his own company. He runs an incredibly successful company right now. Last year, the principal of the school came to him for money. And this guy looked at him and goes, is that teacher still there? And he goes, yeah, he is. He goes, do you mind if I have his number? This, this, this is great. So he calls the teacher up. Teacher doesn't remember. These people, these teachers don't remember. Teachers that change people's lives, they don't remember. This is what they do for a living. They just, they just change people's lives. There could be a hundred people like this out there. So he, this, this is who this guy is. He's such a good guy. He calls the teacher, invites him to the most expensive kosher restaurant in the city. Teacher comes in and he tells him what happened. The teacher's blown away. At the end of the meal, this guy takes out a box and he hands his 10th grade teacher a gold Rolex with an inscription thanking him for changing his life. every teacher like this, there's a teacher out there that destroyed somebody. There's a teacher out there that destroyed somebody. A couple of words that were inappropriate, a couple of frustrations. And that person who heard those words never forgot it. You're a nobody. You're a nothing. You think you're going to amount? Now, the key is that we can overcome this. It's not it's parents friends now the key is you can overcome this and the way you overcome this is, is by recognizing that nobody knows who you are yes people unlock pieces of who you are and your virtues but the way we overcome this is by the recognition that who i am really is a piece of the divine and what i have is actually invisible to most people what the power that is within me, nobody can fully understand. It's so hidden that even I can't fully understand it. None of us can fully appreciate the true power that is within us because the power that is within us is a spark of the divine. And as much as our eyes can see virtues in other people, we can't see into the divine. And at the end of the day, no matter what somebody says to us, they don't really know. Only we feel. And the only way we can fully appreciate who we are is by giving ourselves the ability to fight challenge and to trust that what I have inside me is undiscoverable until I push myself beyond the things that even I thought were unimaginable. The way to overcome the negativity, the positivity we have, the negativity comes because we believe people. Now, if, we're give, if they're unlocking a piece of our souls and they're helping us, then amazing. But if they're trying to close us down, we have to always remember that the only person that can stop us is ourselves. Because what is inside me is so much bigger than what even anyone could understand. And the only way I know is by bringing it out. This, by the way, is a story of a great rabbi named Rabbi Zachariah Wallerstein. Rabbi Zachariah Wallerstein is a rabbi today. He lives in Brooklyn. He's, in, he's a superstar. He started his organization called Ornava. He is indefatigable. He doesn't sleep. Him, his incredible wife, his incredible uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law, they have built an organization with all these wonderful, amazing people around them to help people. 
They have a girls' school. They have girls' programming. If you live in Brooklyn, you heard of Robert. If you lived anywhere, you heard of Robert Wilson. He speaks. He's on tour anytime. He's a force, and I know him personally. I'm I'm blessed to know him personally. He's a force to be reckoned with. When he was younger, he was a troublemaker, like a lot of forces to be reckoned with. They were troublemakers when they were younger. There's a ton of forces to be reckoned with for the good that when they were little, their parents were going out of their minds. He once time he skipped school. His teacher caught him. I won't tell you what the teacher did to him. He brought him to every single grade and embarrassed him in front of the class. Every grade, he brought him classroom to classroom and embarrassed him. And then it was done. He turned to him and said, you see those, looked out the windows, you see those rats that are coming out of the sewer? He goes, you're going to amount to less than the rats. So he told the kid, imagine an administrator in a school. See those rats? pointed to a sewer. You see the rats in the sewer? He goes, you're going to be less. You're going to amount to less than the rats. This is what he tells him. Can you imagine? His father was a, was a Marine. He knew that nobody knew him. And he just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. He, he, he built worlds. He speaks all over the place. He authors books. Because wherever you are in the world, I want you to know nobody knows you except for God. And nobody knows your true potential, even you, until you're willing to encounter challenge. Because only challenge brings out who you really are. Nobody knew Abraham. Even Abraham didn't know Abraham until he went through what he went through. And if you're lucky enough to have people along the way see you and you can breathe with that, then you just look up and thank God. And if you're missing it from somebody, which so many people emailed me this week saying, the pers- this person never, they're missing it. It's okay. It's okay. Because you got the greatest gift of all. You got a piece of God. You got a nuclear power plant resting in you. If your eyes are open, your eyes are open because you're being powered by the divine and the divine is unstoppable. And many times the reason why you may not have heard this is because that's maybe why you're here in part, to be sensitive to it and to push through and to let somebody else know that you may not have heard it, but Look where, how far you've gone. And when he gets up there, I've heard him tell that story. When he, get, when he gets up there and tells the story of him, I, 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 I'm going out of my mind. I'm so inspired. Challenge brings out the best. Nobody knows you. God knows you. And if you're in this world, it's because he believes in you. And when we, and we'll get there this next week, when we, And this is it. I want to leave you with this because it's so big that I don't understand it. And, but if we can understand this together, when we start, we, so, you know, we, we've, we've taken God and put him and put him in the position of that teacher who doesn't believe in us. You ever have this? 
You know, when you grow up in that world where like God's always disappointed in you. Anyone have this growing up? God's always disappointed in you. You ever have teachers that tell you like, if you don't, then you're going to get, and you're like, oh shoot, here comes God. You know what that is? They've taken God and turned him into the teacher that thinks you're a nobody. It's the greatest travesty of all. When you think of God, is God the teacher that thinks you're a nobody or is God the teacher that thinks you can do anything? Is God the parent that's disappointed or is God the parent that is blown away proud? Once we get there, once we look up or in, to be honest, and see the real divine eyes looking at us brimming, shining with pride. Once we get that, we will be overwhelmed with the unlocking of our soul. And that's when we go nuclear. Okay, we're going to talk about this. There's so much to talk about. Oh, so much to talk about. But until then, remember one thing. There are two things. Number one, our mouths are powerful. We may never know or meet these people, but may it be that at the end of our lives, there is a line out the door of people whose lives we have benefited just because our eyes and our mouths see them for who they are. And number two, remember that the greatest eyes in the world, as if the eyes of God think the world of us. And so even if we didn't get it growing up, we're getting it every single day if we can look for it. All right. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. If you want, I'm doing timeless lessons next. If you don't have it yet, Andy will post it. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend. And I can't wait to continue this with you. Try today if we can do the one compliment beforehand. And wherever you are, whatever religion or denomination you are, however you celebrate the weekend Shabbat, use it as a time. Take a deep breath. Think about the people in our lives. Think about how we want to build them up. Think about how much we want to change the world with our eyes and with our mouths. And let's just push ourselves to be bigger and better. With God's help, have a great weekend. And with God's help, I can't wait to see you again on Sunday.